In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Over the last couple Sundays, we've been hearing from the Gospels about these fields and these seeds being planted and soil and all of these different parables and stories that Jesus is putting before us that have to do with the kingdom of God. So what Jesus is trying to prepare his disciples and us is for the kingdom, to experience the kingdom of God, to experience heaven and what heaven is like and to prepare us for that. And my brothers and sisters, we're not very far from that. We never know when our time is to face God and to face his kingdom. You know, this week I buried a man who was 37 years old. Okay? He, another man, another young man who had a heart attack and just dropped and was dead out of nowhere. So how do we know that that's not me or that's not you who's next? We never know that. We never know when our time is going to come to face God, to come face to face with Him. And we need to pay attention to the signs of our time, to the things that are happening in the world. I don't know if you heard, but over 2,800 people in Morocco were just killed because of another earthquake. There's floods happening in Libya. There's things going on all over the world, all of these disasters that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about these things. That when you see these things, this is a sign that God is trying to give you a sign. When are we going to wake up and realize what's happening in front of us? When are we going to wake up and see what's happening in front of us? Now, a human response to this is to be afraid. To be afraid of death, to be afraid of what's to come. But as Christians, we have to be courageous, right? As Christians, we cannot be afraid. But this should lead us to say, you know what? I'm not going to fear. But all of these things, all of these tragedies, these deaths, these disasters are not going to cause me to be afraid, but are going to cause me to want to love God with all of my heart, mind, and soul. That's what it's going to do. And that's what we need to learn to do. To love God with all of our hearts, our minds, our souls. And not to be afraid of these signs. But to see these signs as a warning from the Lord for us to wake up to love Him. To serve Him. To follow Him with all of our hearts. To love Him with our souls, our minds, with all that we are. This parable, I think, is even just as important as it was last Sunday. This parable of the weeds and the wheat. And how this man, this householder, goes out to plant seeds. And he plants seeds and he spills seeds everywhere. And so, but an enemy comes and brings weeds among the wheat. Now, as I've been praying with this, I've been thinking about when were the weeds planted? In the gospel, it says the enemy came when men were sleeping. The enemy came when men were sleeping. And when men were sleeping, that's when he sowed weeds among the wheat. Now, in last week's gospel, we know that when the weeds grow, they choke the wheat. The weeds choke the wheat. And that's just even in any type of plants. When you have weeds in your garden, they're going to choke 
right? Your other plants, your other flowers. And that's why it's important to pull those weeds out. But what I find so fascinating is that the weeds were planted when men were sleeping. So there's something important to keep in mind. The world wants us to be asleep. The world wants us to be blind to what it is trying to do to us. The world wants us to be blind to God, blind to faith, blind to any type of spiritual life, any type of prayer, any type of relationship with God. They want us to be completely blind. And how are they doing that? I think the number one way the world causes us to be asleep is through technology, through our phones, okay? Phones and technology, I know kids, you're going to hate me right now for talking about this, but your phones, your iPads, your TVs, your apps, your games, all of these things are, calling us, are causing us to put our minds to sleep. That's what it's doing. Think about, right, I know you guys get annoyed of Father Brian's homilies, they're too long, his mass is too long, right? And we love to complain, but I have a question. Why is it that we're totally okay with going to a sports game for three, four hours? Or we're totally okay with watching a movie that's three hours, but when we come to Mass and have to listen to Father Brian for an hour and 20 minutes, we complain. Father Brian is spitting truth. He's spitting wisdom to us. And we want to complain about how long these homilies are, or how, how long Mass is. You want to know why? Because our phones are making us dumber. They're making us more stupid. And they're not allowing us to focus on the truth. To focus on God. To focus on what really matters in life. Our phones are ruining us. I think... For example, just of couples, if you're married or you're in a relationship, think about how many times your phone has ruined your relationship. Back in the day, if you had a problem with your wife, or if you had a problem with your husband, you were not texting him all day, cussing him out, right? While he's at work, or she's at work, or she's doing this, but all day we're cussing each other out, to the point when we finally get home, we're sick of each other. This is what our phones are doing to us. Back in the day, if you had an issue, you didn't have time to cuss each other out all day. You would come home and deal with it and see each other face to face. That's another way how our phones are ruining us, ruining our marriages, ruining our relationships with each other. A personal rule that I have for myself is whenever I'm angry, to never handle that over text or over the phone. Because that only causes more problems and more issues. Another way that I think our phones are causing us to be asleep, especially now in this season of fantasy football, of all of these games that are on, is the gambling. The gambling that you can literally just do by your fingers. And we think that it's nothing. Oh, Abuna, it's just a couple dollars here and there. But a couple dollars every single day adds up to thousands of dollars at the end of the year. We are wasting money and we're causing our phones to lead us into addiction after addiction after addiction. And this is how the world is getting us. You know, I'm not that big of a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I am a little bit, okay? And 
This week, Apple had their events where they released their phone. How many of you were sitting on your phone? Let me see the new iPhone. How can I order it? How can I get it? Because we're addicted to this stuff. That's what the world is doing. Every single time Apple has an event, they have a name for their event. So what they named their event this year is Wonderlust. Wonderlust. So I looked up this word. Because I said, all of these clouchies that run, right, all this Apple products are literally leading us into addiction, leading us into a sin, and causing us to be completely asleep to God and to our faith. So the word wonderlust, first of all, it has the word lust in it, because that's another way we fall over and over again because of our phones and how available lust is to us. Lust is to desire. Wander, wander lust. What they're trying to do is cause us to desire to just wander, for our minds to wander in a million different directions so that we're completely confused and completely filled. They want to fill our minds with everything but God. This is what our phones are doing. This is what technology is doing. And my brothers and sisters, it's time to wake up. We are allowing the devil today to just plant weeds into our minds and into our hearts. We're just inviting him in with just the simple, simple struggle of technology. There are days in my own life where I will go an entire day without using my phone. I need it. Because all these khaltus and ammus and people are reaching out, right? As a priest, honestly, sometimes I need to just go without my phone for a day. People will be okay. What the devil wants us to fall into is a spirit of busyness. Constantly being busy. There's a quote that I love. It says, if the devil cannot get you to be bad, he will get you to be busy. That's what he does. And this is what's happening. He wants us to be busy so that we cannot focus on God. And look at what's happening to our children today, right? I want to focus on that right now. Our kids today, we're putting them in a million programs, a million activities that they're busy and they cannot even focus on the Lord or focus on life in general. Because after school they have this sport or they have this practice or this recital or this thing going on that we're causing our kids to go crazy. Because it's one thing after the other. What happened to just going home after school, eating your mom's bamya, doing some homework, and then playing outside until you went to sleep? We're losing simplicity. We're losing the simple life because of how the world wants us to constantly be busy. The world teaches us that if you're not busy, you're not living. That if you're not busy, you're not being productive. You're not being fruitful. Think about when something grows, it grows in silence. It grows in time. When you go to a library, learning and growth happen in silence. A library is silent. When you're in school taking an exam, that exam is silent. Because growth happens in silence. Scripture says that in silence, God speaks. And so the world wants us to be busy, and it does that through our phones. And the world wants our minds to be filled so that we cannot find God in silence. 
so that we cannot see him in the quietness of life. My challenge for us this week, try to go an entire day without your phone. Try it. For some of us, it might not be possible because we're so busy. But if we're so busy that we can't go a couple hours without our phone, we need to question our lives. Question our own relationships with God because the world and our phones and our technology are ruining our faith, are ruining our relationship with the Lord. And these are the weeds that are choking us and choking our faith. We need to learn to put certain limits and practices in place. I looked up earlier. What's an appropriate screen time for an adult? Two to four hours every single day on the screen is appropriate. I want to challenge you today to look at your phone and look at how much time you spend on the screen and question yourself whether you need to make changes or not. And so I pray that in this Mass we would be encouraged to root out the weeds that are so clear from leading us away from the Lord and to spend time with God in silence and to return to a simple life where God is number one and the only thing that matters is Him. Amen.